Thank you for joining us today here at Emmanuel, where we are one church with multiple locations. And we believe that God wants to bless you right where you are. In a few moments, you're going to hear some practical teachings from God's Word that we hope is inspiring and relevant to your life. If this service blesses you and you would like to give financially, you can do so at easylife.org. Click on Give and choose Online Viewer as your campus. Thank you again for joining us and get ready for an incredible, life-changing message. Well, good morning again, church. How are you feeling today? One more time. You excited to be here? Man, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, every time we put together a new, a new series or new content, there's just a special vibe to it. So uh, I hope you feel that. And uh, we got some new ideas for you for the next four weeks. You know, we titled this series called The Brand. And, and the reason why is because this idea of branding is very, very powerful. I looked up branding on Wikipedia and the definition that I got uh, for brand is basically, I'll kind of sum it up, just a, a symbol or an image that represents represents a company or a product that differentiates, there you go, differentiates itself from another similar company or product in the eyes of the consumer. And I know it's a mouthful, but uh, you kind of know what I mean. Like you see that image, you see that symbol, and you know that product, and you know that company. Now I like that definition, but there's a piece of it that I don't like. I don't like the reality that it doesn't mention how or why the brand actually work or brand branding actually works, okay? And, and the reason that branding works so effectively in our culture today is because of what it makes you and I feel. You with me? Like we feel something when we see a certain brand. We understand when we see that brand, it stands for something. It stands for some sort of value that we resonate with. It stirs some type of feeling inside of us that we like, that we say yes to, right? It makes us feel a certain way, uh, or it makes us almost... I don't know, almost value ourselves a little bit differently if we have that product in our hands or if we drive something that has that symbol on it. Anybody honest enough to admit that? Right? We almost feel differently when we own a sweatshirt that's got the Under Armour logo on the front. It's not just any normal hoodie. It's an Under Armour hoodie, right? It's just, it's just special. It makes us feel a different way. Let me, let me throw some symbols. Let me throw some brands at you. And, and as I throw these brands at you, I want you to notice, so I want you to acknowledge the, what you feel, the, the psychological stuff going on inside, maybe some of the feelings that you're having inside. Watch this. There's some powerful brands right here. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. What do you use? Some of you are like, some of you just got all warm right inside, right? You just, you just feel like you want to, you want to do a quick mobile order, you know, and pick it up in 45 minutes, you know, because there's a certain latte, there's a certain drink that you like, you know. For some of you, you see this image and it brings about, you know, feelings of friendship because when you go there, you're connecting with people and you like to sit in the nice soft seats. And for some of you, this image brings about almost a, a spiritual feeling because when you go there, you like to read your Bible or you like to read a spiritual book. Or, and for, that's certainly true for me. Like in, in Starbucks, I have, I have helped people put their marriage back together. 
In Starbucks, I have helped people overcome addictions. In Starbucks, I have helped people find Jesus for the first time and get saved inside. Like Starbucks and church, like oh, they're like synonymous to me. I know that sounds sacrilegious. I know, I know, I know. But spiritual things happen in this place for me. Now, some of you, you don't feel any of that stuff. And you see this, this, this image, this brand, and you get, you, you're like, that's so expensive. <laughs> Those snobby, those snobby coughs, like who would pay $5 for a cup of coffee? Like that's how you feel about it. And I, look, that's fine, that's your prerogative. I don't know if this is the church for you or not, but I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Listen, that's a joke, okay? I don't pay $5, I buy the black coffee. Anyway, anyway. So, so let me show you another one and I want you to notice the feelings inside. Watch this, a powerful one. Oh, come on. Some of you just got sweaty. You did. You, your, your armpits just got a little wet right there. Because when you see this, when you see that you want to like go run or you want to go jump something, you want to go play basketball. Because for years they've been telling us to what? Just do it. Like this action around this, this, this branding is so powerful, right? And some of you are like, I don't feel that at all. Like the only time I run is when the cops are chasing me, right? If I ever run at all. You're like, that doesn't do it. So you have different feelings and emotions. Like you're over it, right? You're not into exercise or fitness or any of that stuff. Just powerful. Branding's powerful. Look at this one. This one's really powerful. Watch this. Oh, come on. Some of you just got a little rumble in there. You know, it's like, wow, Big Mac and fries. Woo, come on. You know, when I was a little kid, they used to cook the McDonald's French fries in pure animal fat. Do you remember that? They were, yeah, it was, they cooked it in lard. It was delicious. Now they're all healthy in peanut oil and they taste like cardboard. But anyway, <laughs> people used to go to McDonald's just for the French fries. Like this, this brand, and, and tell, me how, tell me that this brand doesn't have a grip on your grandkids and your kids, right? Where do you want to go eat lunch? McDonald's you know, because the brand is, it's a powerful brand. It evokes feelings it's quick food. It's cheap food, right? You get there, you get in and out. It's fast food. Look at this one right real quick. This is powerful. Oh, what do you feel right now? Right? Some of you like, I want to get in line for the eight. You know, I want to, where's the line at? I want to go get the eight, pay a thousand bucks for an eight. I don't care how much it is. It's the newest, sleekest thing, right? Some of you love you some apple. It's simple. It's sleek. It feels so nice in your hands, right? And it's just, it's just, it just has a feeling to it, a feeling of excellence, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, honestly, some of you, you are, some of you are like, no, nah, it didn't feel that way. That's too expensive. I'm going to go with something much cheaper. You know, it doesn't do it for me. You know, they got way too much money and this, they're trying to do a monopoly thing. So we have different feelings and different emotions about all this. Now, some of you with cars, we have the same kind of feel for cars. This, this is a, an image that some of us are like, I would never do that. You don't really need that. And some of you are like, there's no other way to go. It's like Mercedes is the best, or maybe it's Lexus or something like that. I'm not sure which one you love, but, but we have, this, this is a powerful, powerful image. This is why cars have a little thing on their front hood. Maybe it's a Jaguar coming at you, you know, or I always like that one. It just looks like it's ready to attack you or something. Or maybe it's just a little L with the Lexus, you know, it's power. Why, why do they put those things on the front of the car? Because it, there's, it communicates something to us. You know, if you get in this car, it's going to make you feel a certain way, right? You are, you are successful or you are wealthy. Now, I'm going to show you the most powerful image of all, maybe not of all time, but it's pretty close. Some of you may know what it is. Wow. 
I mean, come on. When you look at this image, this brand, you think what? Total dominance. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, who is LeBron James? You ever see LeBron's logo? It's like an L and a J. It's like confusing. I don't know what it looks like. But anyway, this is just like, this, this just makes you just want to soar, doesn't it? Like, I remember when I was in the seventh grade or eighth grade, they came out the first Air Jordans and, and they were like a hundred bucks or something. And, you know, I lived in a family where we just didn't spend a hundred dollars on sneakers or whatever, you know, the two older brothers and a lot of kids. And, you know, so it was like, I didn't get a pair. But then they came out with the Olympians. You remember the Olympians? It was like the identical shoe to the Michael Jordans, except they were like 25 bucks. And, and they were super cheap. And, and, and then, you know, all the kids that parents didn't want to buy them, the $100 shoes got them the $25 shoes. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because, because I knew it was fake. It wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. If I got the $25 Olympians, I wouldn't be out in the... I wouldn't, be in the play, I wouldn't be in the playground. I wouldn't be able to dunk. Like those shoes would not help me jump higher. You see, you, had, you needed to get the real thing. Like this, and now all of that's craziness, but I believed it. I believed it because they said, you know, Mars Blackman said, it's gotta be the shoes. It's gotta be the shoes, right? Remember that commercial? And you just start to, that's the power of branding makes you believe certain things. If I put these shoes on, I'm gonna play like Mike or whatever, you know. In this series, I wanna talk about our brand. We have a brand, it's not as sexy, it's not as cool, but this is our brand right here. You know, we got new t-shirts out there and it's the E and, and the brand, this stands for something. It communicates something. It's supposed to evoke feelings. It, it's supposed to carry a certain set of values or principles or ideals or ideas that you all have said, ah, I love that or I buy into that and I want that. And that's why you come to this church, because of what the E stands for. Over the next four weeks, I want to talk about what does the E stand for. Like, what does our brand make you feel? What is it supposed to communicate to you and to the community that you wear it in? That's where we're going. So let's, let's get started. The E, in your notes, first thing I want to talk about, the E stands for grace. The E stands for grace. What is grace? Grace is God's unconditional acceptance of you and me. You look at this E, what does it stand for? It stands for God's unconditional love for you. Years ago, I read a book called The Ragamuffin Gospel by Brennan Manning, fantastic book on grace. He said this in the book, God accepts you just as you are, not as you should be. Anybody excited about that? <laughs> Can you imagine if, it, if we had to become a great person in order for God to say, I love you or I accept you? Yeah. God accepts you not, to, not as you, uh, just as you are, not as you should be, because none of us are as we should be. In the Bible, there's a great passage in Ephesians chapter 3. It's actually a prayer of the Apostle Paul is praying for the Christians at Ephesus, and, and he's writing about, he's praying for spiritual strength, and he starts to pray for spiritual understanding of something. Watch this in Ephesians 3. He says this, then, sorry, let's go back one more. And you, yeah, there we go. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. And when you understand this, watch what happens. Watch, here we go, here we go. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. He says, I want you to fully comprehend, as all God's people should, the length and the depth and the breadth and the height of God's unconditional love for you. Why? Why should we understand it? Why is he praying this prayer? Watch what happens. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You see, God's grace, 
receiving God's grace, experiencing God's grace, it actually does something to us. It completes us. It heals us. It brings us into fullness of life. Let me, let me, let me explain what I'm talking about. You're a human being. You, you have this experience. So do I. Isn't it interesting how we are all longing for someone to say, you're okay? Isn't it interesting that all of us are longing to hear that from our parents? Hey, you're, you're, you're okay. Like, I accept you. We're looking to our coaches. And we're looking to our teachers. We're looking to our peers. We're looking to our bosses. We're looking to our coworkers. Will someone just acknowledge my value? Will someone look at me with all my warts and all my failures and, 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 and accept me as I am? The human soul is thirsting for that. And when we don't get it from God, we look to our fellow human being, and our fellow human beings often fail to give us that kind of acceptance. Agree? Yes or no? This is why middle school is so hard. (laughs) This is why high school is so hard. (laughs) Because everybody's into themselves and they're not willing to extend that grace and that acceptance to their fellow peers. You see, it's one thing to get our acceptance from other people, but we're not designed to get it from them. It's awesome when you get it from your parents. Many of you didn't. You still have daddy issues because daddy never accepted you, right? I understand that. You were created to understand and get your acceptance from God. And when you do, when you do, here's what you hear God say. I accept you. I accept you. And when you hear him say, I accept you, he completes you. All of that need to look out to, you know, to other people for acceptance, from, for value and for validation and, and for approval, all of that stuff falls away. You are complete when you know that your heavenly father, the one who created you, accepts you just as you are. So what does this E stand for? This E stands for God's unconditional grace. And so when we put the shirt on and we go into the community or wherever we go, we are saying we accept you to the community. That's the brand. The brand is I, God accepts me, he's accepted me, and now I accept you. That's who we stand for. Does that make sense to you and I? That, that, that we are bringing this message of grace to the world. There's a great story in the book of John chapter 8 where the religious leaders of the day bring a, a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And they bring her to Jesus, and they're, they're really trying to catch Jesus in, a, in his wording. And they say, Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Moses says to pick up some rocks and kill her. Stone her, that's the penalty. What do you say? Jesus hears this, and he gets down on a knee, and he starts to write in the sand. And we really don't know what he was writing, but many people believe he was writing down the sins of the people who were accusing the woman. Pride, selfishness. Anger, lust. And they kept pressing him. Jesus, come on, give us an answer. Moses said this, what do you say? He stood up and he said this to them. He says, guys, whoever is without sin, you throw the first rock. You throw the first stone. And then he got back down on the knee again. And he started to write in the sand. And when they heard this, watch this. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest. Until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Wow. They just left 
Why did they leave? They left because they understood that they had all of their own sin. Who, who am I to throw a rock at you because I have my own sin? Then Jesus says this to the woman, watch this. Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? The woman says, no, Lord. Jesus says to her, neither do I. Wow. What does this E stand for? You know what it stands for? God accepts you just where you are. Just where you are. You stumble into his presence in sexual sin, lies, pride, manipulation, deceit. You come, you come just as you are, and God says, I see it all, and I receive you. I accept you. That is the grace of God. I've talked to so many people, and I've invited them to church, whether it's in the community or somewhere else. And, and here's, what, here's what I get a lot. Maybe you've gotten this as you invite people to church. and say, oh, you know, I, I appreciate that, but if I ever came to church, the ceiling would fall in. You understand? Like, I'm like a, a sinner. And, and, and I always say in response to that, that's exactly why we're looking, we're recruiting people like you. Like Jesus came for people that were broken, like there's a seat for you. Like the, 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 thought, the thought process out there today is when I get my act cleaned up, when I stop sinning, when I kind of get away from some wicked behavior, then I'll start coming to, like churches for righteous people. I'm like, no, churches for screwed up people and I'm the first one. Like, like that's who churches, that's who Jesus came for. Neither do I. I condemn you. Are you excited about the E Church? Are you excited about what this represents? We bring this message to them. It's a message of unconditional love. Now, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. The E stands for unconditional grace. It also stands for transformation. In your notes, the E stands for transformation. You say, what's that mean? Well, think about a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly. That's what, that's what God wants to do with you. He wants to transform you from what you are today. He accepts you just as you are, but he wants to change you to become a different person. Years ago, I read a book called Mere Christianity and C.S. Lewis. In this book, it's a tough book to read, but it's worth getting through if you really want to get serious about your faith. He says this, the church exists for nothing else but to draw men into Christ. Of course, he's talking about women as well. To make them little Christ. Wow, did you know it's God's will to turn you into a little Jesus? A bunch of little Jesuses, that's what he wants to do with you. Yeah, that's right, that's true. In fact, God became a man for no other purpose. Such clarity. Like, why are, we, why are we here as a church? Why are we building multi-sites? Why, are we, why, are we, why do we even exist? To draw you into Christ, to turn you into a little Jesus. God wants to transform you. See, when Jesus said to the woman who was caught in adultery, neither do I, that's not all he said. He finished with something else. John chapter 8, verse 11, watch what he says. Now go and sin no more. Like, be a different person. Like, you were going down a path of sexual immorality. You were sleeping with people that you shouldn't be sleeping with. Now, I accept you in that sin. Like, I forgive you, but now I want you to turn over a new leaf, and I want you to stop sleeping around. Wow. See, in your notes, here's how I wrote it. God accepts you right where you are, but he has no intention, absolutely zero intention leaving you there. <laughs> That's where the... That's where it gets uncomfortable. Because every week you come in here, right? And I'm talking about, hey, you're doing your words this way. You need to do your words this way. 
Hey, you're doing your sexuality this way, you need to do your sexuality this way. Hey, you're doing your money this way, you need to do your money this way. Every single week we gather to talk, to get, to, to get together, what are we doing? We're talking about changing. We're talking about transforming. We're not talking about God judging us. We're not talking about God receiving us. No, he receives us just as we are. Aren't you glad? And then he says, now let's get busy changing you. Does that make sense? Yes or no? You guys don't like that? Man, I love that. Because now I'm changing, not out of fear, not because God's going to get me if I don't change, but I'm changing because it's what's best for me to do life his way and to become a little Jesus. In the, in the book of Ephesians, Paul just maps this out. He says, here's the deal. God gave you pastors and leaders and apostles and teachers and all this stuff so that you can change. Watch, I'll read it to you. I'm not making this up. So Jesus himself gave the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists, the pastors, teachers to equip his people for the works of service. We're going to talk more about that next week. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Watch, he continues. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be, say it with me, mature. This word mature means fully grown. Watch what he says. Mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full standard, the full and complete standard of Christ. What does that mean? Well, if you've ever watched an athlete develop, maybe a high school student develop, whether it's a a girl athlete or a boy athlete, and you see them in high school and they're doing well, and you're like, wow, they're quick, they're fast, they're strong, they can shoot, they can swing, they can hit, whatever the sport is, right? And what are you thinking? In a couple of years, this, at least this is what I'm thinking, in a couple of years when that student, when that 16-year-old, when that 17-year-old is 22, watch out. They are going to be unbelievable. When they fill up to the full standard of their body, when they fully mature, when they fully develop, when their muscles are where, as big as they're going to get and their speed is as fast as it's going to get, when they're 22 or 23 years old, they are going to be a force to reckon with. But right now they're 17, and they're not developed yet, right? You ever thought that? Or maybe, maybe it's just me. Here's the deal. Spiritually speaking, you are on that same trajectory. You're 16, you're 17, and there's all this room to grow. And guess what? You don't stop growing spiritually at 23. It goes on for the rest of your life. God is maturing you uh, and bringing you up to the full and, and complete standard of Jesus himself. Did you know? This is incredible. This is incredible. Did you know that God wants you to have the same levels of joy in your spirit that Jesus had? the full and complete standard of Christ. Did you know that it's God's will for you to have the same purity of heart and mind and will that Jesus had? Same amount. Did you know that that it's God's will for you to have the same amount of courage and the same amount of peace that Jesus had when he walked on this earth, the full and complete standard of Christ? I don't know about you, but that gets me excited because I know where my levels of courage are. I know where my levels of purity are. I know where my levels of fear are. I know where my levels of, of, of joy are. And I know that, man, I'm in the process of changing, and this is going to go up and to the right, and I may go slip down, but it's going to go up and to the right until I meet the full and complete standard of Christ. God's will for you is to transform you into a little Jesus. Is anybody excited about that? That's what the E stands for. You're not. I can, I can see you don't get it yet. You don't know. You don't understand. See, this is, this is life. This is the true, this is the abundant life that Jesus came to give you, to make you into a little Jesus. Can you imagine having the same levels of joy that Jesus had on a day-to-day basis? 
Can you imagine having the same levels of peace and trust and the ability to trust in your heavenly father such that there's no anxiety and there's no fear and there's no worry, even when you get the cancer call, even when the person gets sick, even when you can't, the financial issues come, and you just kind of chill because you have all this faith and trust in God. See, you don't see it yet, but you will as time goes on. That's God's will. It's to totally transform you into a little Jesus. Now, how does that work? How does that transformation take place? Like, that's what the E stands for, but how does it practically work out? Paul says in the next couple of verses in Ephesians chapter 4, he tells us, watch this. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that you can change, that you're going to become a disciple, one who lives their life just like Jesus does, right? That's the truth that comes from Jesus. Since you heard about that, here's what I want you to do. Watch Paul. Throw off your old sinful nature, your former way of life. Stop doing things the way you've always done them. Stop being your own little boss. Stop being the Lord of your life. Stop handling your finances the way you think is best. Stop handling your sexuality the way you want to. Stop handling your mouth and your attitude. Stop handling your marriage and your parenting the way you want to. Stop handling stress the way you've always handled stress. I want you to throw all of that away. That's what he says, because it's corrupt by lust and deception. Here's what I want you to do. Throw that off. Next step. Instead, I want you to let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. What in the world does that mean? Paul is simply saying, look, you take this old way of doing things, you throw it off. You take this new nature, that's the nature of Christ, and you put it on. And here's how you put it on. You change the way you think. The word renew right here means to take your thoughts to the next level. That's what it means. So how do you change? How do you transform? You and I have to take our thinking, our thinking to the next level. You've been thinking this way for this long and it hasn't got you very far. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to take your thinking to the next level. When you open up the Bible, that's what you see Jesus doing in his teachings. You see him saying, hey, you've heard it said in the Old Testament, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Now I give you a new way to think about things. You've heard it said in the Old Testament that if you commit adultery, it's sinful. Here's the new way to think. If you even think about committing adultery, it's sinful. You've heard it said that it's okay you know, or, or that it's wrong to commit murder. New way to think, it's wrong to be angry with your brother without a cause. And you go line by line through the teachings of Jesus. What is he doing? He's giving you a new way to think. And when you start thinking differently, and when I start thinking differently, that's when our lives begin to transform and we change. Listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 12. He said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. See, our world has a way of doing things. Our world has a way of thinking. Our world has a way of handling problems and pressure. Our world has a way of doing money and words and sexuality. He says, listen, don't don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Rather, watch this. Let God, say it with me, transform. There's our word. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you, what? Think. God changes us by changing the way we think. I turned 40 the other month, last month, August. I was going to say the other day. (laughs) And one of my birthday presents was this ring. And I had my wife order it for me for my birthday and on this ring, it just says Transfer- transformation, Romans 12, 2. On the other side of it, it says, renew your mind, transform your life. And I'm, that's just what on my finger. 
because it's just a reminder, Romans 12, 2, that if I'm going to become the new creation that God has made me, I have to take my thoughts to the next level. So every day of my life, I have the same routine when I wake up. I get my Bible, I have a spot in my house, and I go to the one-year Bible, and I read the text, and I take my thoughts to the next level. I did it again this morning. We're in the book of Jeremiah, if you're doing the one-year Bible, the book of Colossians. I just took my thoughts, I just took my thoughts to another level. Why? So I can sit here and tell you that I read my Bible this morning? Come on, come on. I want to change. I want to become a little Christ. The only way I can become a little Christ is by taking God's word into my mind and my heart so that I can become a different type of person. We let God transform us by changing the way we think. The other day I was reading in uh, Ephesians chapter three. Paul said this, very simply put. He said, compared to knowing Christ, I consider everything rubbish. Everything that I've ever attained in my life is worth nothing. It's worth, it's, and Paul had some pretty incredible attainments, achievements. He said, I, I consider it, the word he actually used in the Greek is, is dung excrement. It's all worthless. It's all junk to me compared to knowing Christ. And I just sitting there, I was just taking my thoughts to the next level. I was journaling it, writing it down, committing it to memory. And here's what God told me in my mind. He said, there's nothing, there's nothing in this world that can compare with knowing me and being in a personal relationship with me. There's nothing. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of achievement. There's no amount of wealth. There's nothing that can compare with knowing me. And all, 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 all that was happening right there at, at my seat and at the kitchen table was my thoughts were going to another level. I was understanding the true value of Christ in my life every day, every day. You want to know why I do it every day? Because I've got some stinking thinking going on up here. Anybody else? I mean, there is some stupidity up in my head. I mean, I think thoughts that if you saw my thoughts, you'd say, I'm never going to that church again. If that's what's going through my pastor's mind, that's a scary place. Listen, anybody else? Like, I dream about stuff I should not be dreaming about. Anybody go to bed and think, and you wake up, it's like, am I even a Christian? Like, what was that all about, you know? It's like, I didn't think, I don't, like, want that stuff, and I'm having dreams about it. It's sick. It's craziness, right? I have some thoughts about my, about my, how, you know, my ego and, I, and how selfish thoughts, and it's like, man, what's wrong with me? Well, we're sinful, we're broken. That's why we need to take our thoughts to the next level by taking God's word into our mind, into our heart. So what does the E stand for? You know what it stands for? It stands for unconditional acceptance. God accepts you just where you are. It also stands for transformation, that God has no intention of letting you stay there. Go and sin no more, is what he said to the woman. Do you think she followed? Do you think she obeyed? You better believe she did, because grace doesn't give us a license to sin. Grace, when we truly understand it, gives us the motivation to live a holy life, yes or no? Don't ever use grace as a license to sin. Paul says, shall we do that? No, never. A person that's using grace as a license to sin is not understanding grace. It transforms us. We say to God, I can't believe you forgave me. I will never do it again. Or at least I'll give my very best efforts to make sure I never do it again. So, as we wrap up here, watch this. When you put this shirt on, like we got new shirts out there and <laughs> we want you to get them. But if your intention, listen, if your intention is to like hate on people and, you know, get political and, you know, make religion about, I don't know, the right politician or political system or right belief or whatever, 
and, and, and you're going to, you know, just be judgmental. Like that's the path of your life. You're going to stand up for what's right and put people down. Like if that's your direction and you have no intention of changing, you're like, well, that's just the way I am. I'm just that way, you know. Like if you don't want to transform and you don't want to show grace to people, don't get the shirt. Like, in fact, I'd say this, if you already bought one, we'll give you your money back. <laughs> Plus $5 to just, you know, like don't get the shirt <laughs> because it's our brand. It's our brand. Like you, when you wear the shirt out and you're not giving out grace and you're not transforming yourself, you're killing us. You're taking us out by the legs. Like you're chopping at the root. Like we can't grow. We can't get the message out because they're looking at you and like, well, if that's what your church is about, I want nothing to do with it. You are killing us. Take the shirt off. But, but if you're like, dude, I love grace and I want to change and that's so hard to change, but I'm committed to it. Dude, wear it, wear it, wear it and tell people project. I'm under construction. I know I'm a mess, but I know I'm sick and I'm a sinner, but I'm changing. I'm not where I was two years ago and God accepts you like he accepted me. Put the shirt on and wear it. And communicate to our community what we are all about. Grace and transformation. Transformation and grace. Do you love it? Is this awesome or not, guys? Jump in. Jump in. Now, now that all that is said, here's, what, here's, here, here's maybe the most important part of the service right here. Some of, you, some of you have stumbled in. Some of you were dragged in. Some of you got invited 25 times. Someone you, some, some of you, like, you need to watch this online. You need to watch this online. So you're watching online because someone begged you to. And the reason they begged you to is because they wanted you to experience the depth and the height and the breadth of God's love for you. Like he sees everything and he knows that you've blown it. You're like that woman who stumbled into his presence and you're guilty and Jesus looks at you and says, yes, you're guilty, but I love you. In fact, I came to remove all of your guilt, to remove all of your sin. You are 100% accepted because I died on the cross for all of your sin. And I rose again to conquer it. And all you need to do at this moment is to step into grace and receive forgiveness. And there's some of you here today, you're watching online, some of you are physically present. You need to do that, you need to take that step. And after you take that step, you're gonna move into the step of transformation, just giving God all of your life, saying, inviting him into all the spaces, all the areas, all the compartments, and saying, okay, transform me here, transform me here, transform me here, transform me here. And that process is a longer process. But today, you can step into grace by trusting Christ. So if you'd like to do that right now, I'd ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. And if you could please not move around or get up in this very holy moment, no distractions. Step into this moment, step into grace and receive God's love. Just take my words, make them your own. Jesus, I come broken, rebellious, doing things my own way, I come. I come into your presence hungry, thirsty for acceptance, in need of forgiveness. I accept, I receive your love today, your unconditional grace. I trust that you made a way by dying on the cross by giving yourself so that I could have life. 
I put my confidence in the finished work of the cross, believing you died and you rose again so that I can step into life, true life. Wash me of my sin, cleanse me, and make me your child today. And from this day forward, begin transforming my life. Take my thoughts to the next level. Renew my mind with your word every single day. Change me. Make me into the person you created me to be. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Church, can we give God glory today for what he's doing? Amen. Thank you, God. Hey, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, if you prayed to receive Christ today, if you trusted him, our church would love to put a present, a gift in your hands on the way out. There's tables back here to my right and to my left. Some of my friends will put one of these in your hands if you trusted Christ today. They're also gonna talk to you really quick about something called Starting Point. This is a small group environment for people who are just entering the faith or maybe you haven't even put your, your trust in Christ. Maybe you're thinking about it. This is a great place for you to get together and ask questions about faith and discussions about faith. So talk to them about Starting Point as well. And uh, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Next week, next week, here's the deal. We are gonna do week number two of the brand. We're gonna be talking about how God has created you with a unique skill set. We're gonna be talking about how, how to discover that and then how to use that so that you can make the impact that God has created you to make. And so we're gonna talk about how that's what the E stands for. So I love you guys. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much that we get to look into your word and, and we get to discover your plan for our lives. There's purpose, there's meaning, there's joy in the midst of relationships and work and money and all that comes at us in life. There's meaning, there's purpose. You created us to be in a relationship. You accept us through Christ. God, I pray that you would, that every single one of us would step into that and then begin allowing you to change us and transform us into little Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bring a friend.